Hey, welcome to the Pass the Control Podcast. I'm Brendan, and in today's episode, episode 21, uh, me and Mike record an episode in my car while we're waiting for the Switch Midnight release. So it's going to be a little ridiculous. It's a little bit short. Uh, we eat food because we're hungry and fat. And uh, yeah, we kind of talk about what we're looking forward to in, uh, in the pre-Switch excitement. This is probably going to be a part one of a part two, uh, if we can bang out part two of our post-switch thoughts before PAX this weekend. Uh, it's going to be cutting it close, we'll see. We're going to try to squeeze a, another podcast in before PAX this weekend, but again, we all do other things and have jobs, so hopefully we can fit that in. If not, uh, you can look forward to our continuing PAX coverage all weekend long and in the many, many weeks to come after that. Uh, to keep it up in the loop, you can find us on our new website at www.ptcgaming.com. And you can check us out on social media at on Instagram at pass underscore the underscore controller and on Twitter at pass controller. Uh, so, yeah, we look forward to more good times. That didn't make any sense. I don't really care. I'm not re-recording this intro. So enjoy episode 21. Merry Switchmas. Oh, shit. This is the first time we're attempting this. I don't know how it's going to work. We'll find out soon, I guess. Yeah. Uh, coming at you live right now. Well, not really live. It's it's a podcast. You're, yeah. you're recording it. We're recording No one's it. listening to this. We're recording as, it live. As we normally do. As we normally do. I really just want to turn left here. You can't. I mean, I That's can. You could. I mean, I can. You There's can. no one else out here. So we're driving right now. Do whatever the fuck you uh, want. This is a uh, first episode of Comedians in Cars. Um, I'm your host, uh, it's uh, me, guys. Hi, I'm fucking, uh, Brendan, uh, Groom here. That's a really bad Seinfeld. It, it, it stopped being Brendan Groom. <laughs> it stopped being Seinfeld and started turning into Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Kermit D. Frog here with the evening news. Uh, so me and Mike are on our way back to Best Buy because we're about to get what, Mike? What are we about to do? What's about to happen right now? We are about to suck so many, oh... Besides that, we, we are getting the Switch. Getting some fucking Switches! But after that, peonies on our faces. Yeah, probably. I mean, not me. I mean, I can't speak on what Mike's going to do when he gets home. But I'm going to be playing some fucking Zelda all night. Because I hate my body. And I don't care if I have to work at, you know, get up for 5 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. But... It's great when you bring you bring the Switch with you to work. I'm probably going to have it in my car. Oh, yeah. And I'm probably, like, when we have our little breaks in the meeting, I'm going to be like, Tyler, run my car and play Power Man real quick. Uh, so that'll be a thing. That's We'll see. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, I'm going to treat this thing with too much care. I'm going to be scared it's in my car. I don't want it to get cold. The battery die. Yep. I'm going to be on that battery. Ooh, you're probably going to need to buy a second power adapter. We'll see. I wanna, I'm going to test out how the one that I currently have... Wait, power adapter, you mean like portable battery? Uh, no. I mean like power adapter, like to plug it in somewhere. All right. Because, so... Let's do some uh, talking about the switch here. The switch, when you put it into the dock to like plug in the cord and shit, yep. it's it's really elegantly designed so that way like it hides the cable inside the dock. But yes. it's also a pain to like remove. Mm-hmm. So if you're like taking it out and you don't want it on the dock but you need to plug it in, you have to like, you know, unplug uh-huh. it from the dock. So you might want to have a second one hanging around. Alright, okay. I might have to invest. I'll I'll take a peek. 
Uh, I so this is my dilemma here, and this is part of the reason. I mean, besides the fact that we just love midnight releases and hate our fucking bodies. Do you want to like start grabbing some of your? Um, here? I mean, I'll good. You can munch if you want. Okay. I need um, to figure out which one's mine. We all got the same things. Um, but I will say this. So, as far as I mean, we love midnight releases. Historically, I'd say between me, you, and Dom, we're like we go to a lot of fucking midnight releases. Yeah. Oh, we should have gone to go see. Uh... That one looks like mine. Is yeah. there pickles on it? No. Pickles probably is on yours. Um, so, yeah, Logan. Yeah. I mean, again, if I have to work tomorrow very early, I would be down for everything. But basically, I have, like, a shitty concoction of a weekend here where, I mean, I don't have to do shitty things. I'm going to a wedding. But it's just, like, bad timing for me personally because the Switch game's up. But it, it did work out that it's not the same weekend as PAX because then that would have been really not That's something I want to deal with. Um, but I don't know. Just hit the car. We're not moving, and nothing's around us. Anyways, those, we uh, <laughs> what? You said I can munch. I mean, you can munch, but you fucking move the bag or something. It's Trinkle City. You Jen eating Oreos into the mic. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, me and Mike, we love our midnight releases. But again, with the wedding this weekend, and have to work early tomorrow. And then I'm gonna have to go from work to the wedding. Part of me just wants to get the switch and have it, so I don't have to worry about it tomorrow. And then the other part of me is like, when I play Zelda, I really want to play it for the first time on my TV, because I'll have time tomorrow after work in the hotel, because Jen will be at the rehearsal dinner. I'll have time to play Zelda or whatever I want, but I would really like to enjoy it for the first time on my TV on my couch. So I might have to dabble a little bit tonight, depending on how you know long we're here for. Um, but I can't fucking wait. The fucking, all the coverage of Zelda, like, being hyper-released in the past couple days, especially, has just got me in Switch overload. Um, like, what are, you, what are you excited for? I know you're not a Zelda guy, so what are you excited for, you know? I don't know. Why, I mean, I guess, why are you picking it up, Mike? Well, probably because I know that, uh, is this the double stack? It's fucking garbage. Um, <laughs> I know that I was going to get this the Switch. This is also Switch. our, our Rend- Wendy's review cast, so enjoy it. I always knew I was going to get the Switch. And good chances are the games I want to play are going to come out before there's any significant price drop. Which means I'm going to get it. Might as well just get it now. You know, have my fun with it. Yeah, makes sense. Um, you know, I'll probably end up just because everyone else is getting Zelda. I'll probably just get Zelda just so I can have it, and then we'll see what happens. Game in here. How I play it. Um, I'll probably also pick up some other game. We'll see what they have. Uh, maybe Bomberman or you know, small fucking. I'll do something. For me, it's gonna be it's gonna be Bomberman, one two Switch and Zelda, and I'm fucking. I mean, I can't say I'm equally excited for all three. Because Zelda, but I am very excited for One Two Switch uh, and Bomberman. One because you know I miss a good Bomberman game. I miss I mean, classic Bomberman, which is part of the game, is fantastic. I love Bomberman, but a lot of the single player stuff kind of reminds me of the two Bomberman games that were on N sixty four, Bomberman Hero and Bomberman sixty four, and those games. Again, I, I haven't played them in a long time, so I don't know if they actually hold up, but in their day, were fucking amazing. 
and we played the shit out of them. It was a fucking good game. So I'm excited about Bar, man. Mm. And 1-2 Switch is very intriguing to me. Uh, I think it will be a fun game to just, you know, kind of dick around and play with friends. I don't think... I mean, it's not It's not supposed to be this hardcore, you know, crazy game. But it's I a think, party game. Yeah, it's a party game. And I think it will, you know, work really well in a lot of party scenarios. Here, shake this and count me marbles in this other fucking thing. Fucking marbles in here. Mm-hmm. Plus, I think it'd be a good game to just kind of like... You know, even not at a party, just like a couple of us hanging out. Kind of just like Jackbox. Like, Jackbox is, you know, good in a party setting, but it's also good with, like, a couple people just fucking having fun. You know, having fun. Usually just drawing me with dicks on my face. Yeah. We're getting really good at that, actually. Yeah. This might be the worst podcast. Just because we're eating. I don't I don't even want to know what the audio sounds like. I'm, if when I listen to it back before we post it, if it's bad, I'm not going to post it. I'm, oh. Um... But yeah, so we're fucking sitting here waiting for the waiting for the doors to open. Uh, other things that have been going on. I mean, fucking Overwatch has been all different types of things. You know, with the other two character releases, they were much different than this one. Where this one is like a just straight up bum rush of oh here's a teaser, oh here's a trailer, oh here's a picture, oh here's this, oh here's the character, like. In a very quick succession. I, I don't... I, Anna was so long ago, I'm trying to remember I feel like Anna was, like. was pretty quick, because when Anna came out, I think the somber hype had already started to some capacity, so when people saw the gun and stuff, yeah, they thought it was Sombra, but it ended up being Anna. Um, <clears throat> I remember there was a picture of Anna's gun, the rifle, and how it... Yeah, was whatever, too, yeah. and then like people determined quickly, like, okay, this is clearly going to be a support character who yeah. heals people with sniping, so that's pretty cool. And I, th- I want to say shortly after that, she was released in the same capacity that this new character was, which is that, you know, it hit the PTR, stuck on the PTR for a little while, then we were all able to access it. I think so far, for both Anna and Sombra, it was a week on the PTR, and then we got the character. It's going to be weird this time, because the P- like the week... Of Overwatch that usually like starts on Tuesday or Monday, whatever. Tuesday. Tuesday, typically. Yeah. They he came. Did the character come out today on the PTR? Yep. So it might be a little bit wonky now, or maybe they're just fucking ready to roll and it'll come out on Tuesday. The consoles. I mean, I think in regards to the PTR and the characters, they do that strictly for testing and balancing. So yeah. I mean, it could it could be. A week, it could be longer if they think that something needs to be resolved quickly. Ah, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think. I think they. I think with this character in particular, I feel like they know. I mean, well, I don't. I don't feel like they know. They know that they aggravated a lot of people with the somber thing. Yeah. Um. So I think they kind of wanted to make up for that by, like, really kind of just forcing this character out. Not in like a negative way. They just. They when you know when they were ready to do it, they want to just be ready to go, and you know not string us along. I don't think they'll always do that. I think they'll go back to something more somber esque, but probably not as in depth. I think the somber problem was that it got dragged out for a while. Well, they long. made like a game. They made a game out of it, and the game was fun at the beginning, but then like every single time was like, "All right, you solved this, but now you know here's my next riddle." Wah! And that went on for months. Yeah. So I can, I, de- I can definitely see them doing it again. I just think that they know 
if they do something like that again, they're not going to prolong it as much. I think what they're doing now is just kind of doing it with Doomfist in that it's not a full-blown game, but they're, they've been teasing it for a while. We know what's coming up, and that's not the, making a... That's the better way to do it. Like, we're going to continue to tease this character, but in the meantime, we're still going to give you other shit. So you can, like, ponder this character... And like, you know, shit, when are we going to get him? Wait, did he steal the glove? Did someone else steal it? Who punched the thing on fucking Numbani? Like, keep doing that to us, but in the interim, also give us other shit. I think that's the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. I think that'll appease everybody. I don't I don't think, I can't see anybody being mad at that way. You know what I mean? True. Um, incidentally, you- that, that picture seems to be on point. The one where I... It was like a picture from 4chan with someone like, oh, this is what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Did that picture say anything else? Doomfist is a black guy. That was the extent of it. Anything else? Was that it, the same picture that said that Doomfist would be the bad guy in the PvE of the event, or no? No. It was a picture... So the picture, or the leak, came out before the New Year's... Chinese New Year event. Okay. So it had said the Chinese New Year event was going to be a thing and that May would get a specific costume out of it. Yeah. It had mentioned that the new tank character was going to be a robot with four legs, I think. Okay. And uh, it had mentioned Doomfist was going to be a black guy. That was... I, I mean, I feel like the Doomfist being a black guy thing isn't surprising to me. I feel like a lot of the like stuff in-game for Doomfist is a black guy, is it not? Um... For the previous Doomfist, I think it, it was. But I guess more to the point, it it's clearly based off of the information that the person had given us and what has come out. Yeah. That they were in part, they have, you know, they have legitimate connections to the game. It's just that everything wasn't finalized when they, when they leaked yeah. it themselves. Okay. So, like, at this stage in the game, Doomfist probably isn't much more than a concept and they haven't worked everything out. Or at least when he posted it yeah okay well you've had a chance to play around with the character so uh-huh. is it a female or is it just an omnic female okay so you've had a chance to play with her mm-hmm. um you know if you guys aren't familiar with orsi orsa orsa if you're not familiar with her you know they pretty much she's on the ptr starting today or mm-hmm. whenever you're listening to this starting uh thursday morning and new tank character, uh, very, very, honestly, game-changing, in my opinion. Um, she doesn't seem overpowered or broken to me. I, I haven't used her yet. But she does seem like a character that when they're going to be in play, it's going to require, like, different types of tactics to tackle her. Mm-hmm. Um, which, that's, like, that's the thing I like most about when they add new characters not even if I don't want to play with these characters. Like, I don't really use Sombra or Anna, but they're great characters because they add a completely different level of of strategy to the game that previously didn't exist. Because, again, if you're not familiar with Overwatch, you know, it's a hero-based, team-based, class-based shooter where, you know, each character falls into a specific class, attack, defense, tank, or support. But every character within those uh, classifications is for the most part, vastly different. Yeah. Like, ones that are considered attack characters have some similar types of traits where, you know, maybe they're a little bit quicker, a little bit lower health, um, 
you know, and then defense might have, like, like you said earlier, you know, they're there for spacing, uh, you know, crowd control, stuff like that. Tanks are, you know, it's pretty obvious what they are. They're, you know, high health, high shield, you know, they're, I, I don't know, is Roadhog the only tank with high damage DPS? Because Reinhardt does not have high DPS. I think he's, yeah, he's probably the one with the highest damage, but and he's designed in a way to just pick people off yeah. as opposed to... He's, yeah, he's a tank in that he's got a high health pool, and his his unique trait is that he can self-sustain pretty well, yeah. and he's pretty good at getting single picks off. Like, if, he's, yeah. if he positions himself well, he can, you know, take most characters out with basically one hit. Yeah, that makes sense. And then support is, you know, most of them are about healing, but there's, you know, other, they all are separated by other aspects. Um, except for Symmetra, who isn't a healer. But she also has the ability to shield her teammates. So, mm -hmm. I mean, they all... Again, if you're not familiar with it, it's a fantastic game at the very least. You know, go fucking check it out. They do they do uh, open, like, weekends, free weekends once in a while just to get more people involved. Not that they need to, because they have fucking millions. Motherfucker, I'm trying to record this. Fucking you know, fucking podcast. Crinkling the gear here. Keep on crinkling. It's made out of paper. There's only so much I can do about that. Um, this guy's got fucking Powerades out the wazoo. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you've had a chance to play with her. I think, I, from what I've seen already, again, not playing with her, mm -hmm. she, she adds a lot of different types of strategy. Like, all of her moves are very different. Um, some of them seem kind of similar to, uh, like, a mix of other people's moves. Mm -hmm. um, which, again, I, the way the character seems to play from a spectator's standpoint at this point, I feel like she doesn't render anybody obsolete. Like, I don't think she makes any of the other tanks less important. And that's that was what their goal... Their goal wasn't to make some characters obsolete. Yeah. It was just that... They'd be hurting themselves to do that. They realize that Reinhardt gets a lot of play because he's the only... Out of all the tanks, he was the only true tank in that, you know, he has his shield, he protects the team. Like, people kind of worked around him. I would... I mean, I don't know what, like, the proper definition of, like, a tank is for mm -hmm. these types of games... But the way I would classify Reinhardt, again, because I'm a Reinhardt main, I would, like, in my brain, my always my focus. My focus is always support the team. So I would consider Reinhardt, like, a support tank. Whereas, like, Roadhog is, like, he's supporting, like, everyone supports each other, but he's not, like, actively keeping anyone alive. Where, like, I'm always, like, trying to consider where my team is, who can I, like, shield, who can I keep alive, who can I help kill people. Like, I never, like, I kill people. Like, you know, I get my fucking hammer down. Uh, but I also, you know, I'm at my best when I'm allowing my team to kill people. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's what I think Tanks I mean by, for. yeah. Okay. They're that's main... why I wasn't sure, like, if there was, like, a proper definition, I guess, of... Uh... On top of the high health pool, you know, high sustainability type deal, it's that, you know, they're... So, for Reinhardt particularly, people have to, you know, if you're working together as a team, you're probably going to position yourself behind a Reinhardt just as protection. Yeah. Because that's what you, you do. should. 
he's protecting you. You'd as be surprised how many people do not line up behind the shield. I mean, not every character can, but like Soldier, Hanzo, Widowmaker, people with ranged weapons. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, uh, I feel like I had a point just now. Was I having a point? I don't know, probably, like... and I cut you off because I'm an idiot. Okay. An asshole. So, Reinhardt is that tank, and the other, the other three or four tanks that exist prior to this new character. They do tankish things, however, they're not necessary. It's almost like, I know, Brennan, you hate Lucio as a healer, and that's fine. He doesn't do great healing. However, if you want your team to have Heal an advantage, beat. No. You, you need him. This is what I'm just trying to say, is that you, most teams probably need a Reinhardt for good shielding and just being a good tank, and most teams need Lucio, not necessarily for healing, but just for his other ability. Yes, no. And again, I, my, my, always my gripe is I hate Lucio as our healer. Like, if we have one support character and it's Lucio, I hate our team comp. Lucio's great. Again, like, him speeding people up, nobody else can do that. That is superbly game-altering. Um, I don't look to him for healing. His ult is very helpful in certain scenarios. I mean, most people's ults are, but... Like, if we're playing comp competitive and our team comp consists of one support and it's Lucio, that makes me nervous. Just because I I think sometimes people underestimate how important, like, having a a healer who is healing. Like, actively healing. Like, you know, not popping your gun out with mercy. There are specific times where that's what you should be doing. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say that... 95% 95% of the time, if not more, there's somebody that could be getting healed while you're using your gun. Well, are you talk- you're talking about Mercy still, right? Yeah, talking about Mercy. Okay. No, again, Lucio, like, Lucio's heal- healing and speed, for the most part, are passive. Like, yes. you can boost it when that becomes, like... When it's off cooldown. Yeah, when it's off cooldown. But, I mean, you know, for the most part, all of that stuff is, like... Lucio should just be in the mix of the team, like, going around and then, you know, scooting away if he needs to, you know, not die. Because, again, like, some characters should try to stay alive for the benefit of the team, like a Lucio or a Mercy. Like, they should be fleeing the battle if they're in danger of dying, but their team can stay alive. Because she can heal up, come back in. Lucio can heal up, come back in. Like, me as Reinhardt, there's not, like, it all depends on the scenario. There's times where... I'm not going to flee. Like, if I know that there's a chance of me dying in the scenario, sometimes it's more important for me to stay there and die. Most of the time, it's more important for me to stay there and die. Because if I'm like, you know, if again, if I have my shield up, but I have super low health, but there's people behind me still attacking, I know that someone's going to run up and, you know, punch me. I die so often. Like, I got to look at the stats. I hope I hope this is a stat now that you can actually look up, because I don't know if it is or not. But if there's a stat of how many times I've died by, like, whatever weapons, the the percentage of me dying from a melee as Reinhardt is absurdly high. Just because people who know, like, how Reinhardt works, when they know that I'm gonna die, like the other team, they'll just run straight up to me and just fucking whoop. Because I can't do anything. Because it, it's, it's basically, it gets to a point where if I have my shield, but I have super low health, and I'm in a certain distance from an enemy, because most enemies, when I'm in my <coughs> shield, can 
can outmove me. Like, can they can outwalk me? I don't think actually. I don't think anybody. Devo while shooting might be the only person who can't walk faster than me. But that's her while shooting. All she has to do is stop shooting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone else, Roadhog can outrun me in my shield. Everyone can outrun me in my shield. So if my health's at a certain point and I have a small distance, they know they can just walk right up and melee me. I, if they're walking up to me trying to shoot me, I'm usually good at bending my shield to like kind of throw them off a little bit. But most of the time, they can just outrun me and get me. But, you know, if you're behind me or Dom's behind me and you guys are laying in shots to people... I'm fine with dying there because I know that like that extra couple of seconds of you guys like keeping your health is going to benefit the team in that specific push most of the time. Turn into the Overwatch podcast. Yeah. All right. Well, it's at that time when we're going to head inside. So we're going to pause this here and we may possibly reconvene a little bit afterwards. A little post post switch madness. Uh, but don't hold me to that. Yeah. So let me a weird little break here and then we'll be back like we never left. <laughs> 